Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Paralympics are coming up. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> although who knows? Well, yeah. I who know, knows, yeah. right? I mean, we haven't, I mean, they haven't said they're not coming up, but uh, we will soon see if they are or not. It is my extreme pleasure to welcome Gregory Burns to the show, gold medal Paralympian, a painter, professional painter, a longtime resident of Singapore. Gregory, great to have you on the show. Good to see you again. Great to be back, Glenn, and nice to meet you, Neil. Hey, hey, it's an honor. Thank you so much for coming on. So, Greg, tell us about, you know, we got the Paralympics coming up. First of all, do you think, I mean, I know you're not involved in the process, but do you think it's actually going to happen? Or do you think that given what's going on in Tokyo with COVID and whatever else, that they may just, you know, kind of pull the rug out and say, maybe not? Uh, yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but that's certainly a possibility. You would think that, uh, um, you know, they got it over the line with the broadcast rights for the Olympics. The Paralympics broadcast rights may or may not be as uh, substantial, so maybe le- a little less reason to push it. That's my being, you know, totally blunt. And, and, and um, But I'm, uh, everything I hear so far is good. Everything, you know, the if you go to the IPC websites and everything, the Olympic websites, it's all a go. So let's keep our fingers crossed. We've got less than two weeks now, so let's uh, jayo. It's a, it's a strange one, Greg, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you want the Paralympians to be safe. You want them to enjoy the benefits of the Olympic Games just as the previous guys did. But on the other hand, you don't want to put them at risk either mm. when cases are surging. So there's an element of, I hate to say lose-lose here, but there's an element of it's a tough call either way, isn't it, for the Paralympics coming up? Well, well, I think that might be, I mean, the, the, the fact that the Paralympians already have a compromised health situation, let's mm. be frank and honest. But at the same time, let's also remember that these guys and girls are the, at the top of their game. They're probably, I hate to say it, but in better shape than all three of us, you know, put together. <laughs> so, you know, there's a chance that, you know, they, no yes, doubt about as that. with the Olympians, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe, maybe there is a little added, um, but at the same time, I, I, I hope that's not going to be the, you know, the tipping point where people say, okay, you know, they're compromised. Let's not, let's not endanger them further. I think, um, I think give them, given the choice, I would bet you 99.9% would say, I'm going, this is my shot. Um, let me, let me add it. Yeah. Well, you had your shot, Greg, and just for the benefit of our listeners, I'd love to hear it anyway. I mean, tell us your, briefly, tell us your Paralympic story. You're, you're a multiple gold medalist. Tell us the story. Well, I competed in sports, uh, in swimming since uh, a long time ago, since 1977. I had a career from 77 to 83, and then I left because I had to get a job and, and live a life and did a lot of things. And then I returned, and I competed in the 1992 Barcelona, the 96 Atlanta, and the 2000 Sydney Paralympics. In fact, training in Singapore under Ang Peng Shung oh, wow. for 96 and 2000, you know, swimming with him in Farrah Park and uh, ACJC. So, yeah, I have a, a long history with Ang Peng Shung and his team uh, here in Singapore. Amazing. I didn't realize he worked with Ang Peng Shung. There's yeah. a real Singapore connection there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. when you look back, you, you, were, you, know, you won two gold, two silver, one bronze medal. I mean, set five world records and a bunch of American records as well. Your ability in the pool is, is undeniable. When you think back to the week or two weeks prior to your Olympics experiences in 92, 96, 2000, what would have been going through your head right now during this yeah. run-up period? 
I hate to say it, but this is like the critical period because, you know, you've put your years of work in, you've gotten to the, almost to the peak, and now it's time to, at some point, to taper, to get your body ready. You have to eat right, sleep right, do all those right things. Make sure you don't break a toenail or a finger or mm. get sick or whatever. Uh, so this is really that last push, if you will, and you're trying to get it over the line, um, but make sure you don't upset any kind of apple cart in the meantime. So, you know, I can't imagine what it's like for these guys and girls to go to at, to Tokyo and, and to realize that, you know, if they test positive, even if it's a false negative, they're out, they're gone. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, you know, bing, that's such a, what must be really a mind jarring reality for these athletes. Well, that was going to be my question, uh, Greg. The, the Olympics just concluded. The common soundbite from the athletes was, you know, we do our best, we put it out of our minds, we just focus on our competition, but we're all human. You've been in this position, Greg. Can they really do that? Can the Paralympians come out? Can they really push the threat of COVID-19 out of their minds? Or do you think it, it's always going to be there lingering? It's always going to be there, but at the same time, you don't focus on it and, you know, you realize I've got bigger fish to fry. I mean, if that happens... Hopefully it doesn't, but, uh, you know, I'll deal with that when it happens one thing at a time. Let's take it, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, what do I do now? Oh, I've got to, I've got to eat right. I've got to, you know, taper right. I've got to, you know, do uh, work with the team. If I'm on a relay, we've got a handoff. So, yeah, you're, 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 you're not looking at those things now. Just like you're not looking at the stadium and going, where are the people? You know, mm-hmm. that's, for me, I think one of the other difficult things is all these, you know, you've been in regional meets you've been there with your you know your mom and your brothers and sisters and the dog was out there cheering for you and now you don't even have that i mean you've got a bunch of cameras in your face and you've got your your team members it looks like they're allowing those people into the stands but you know it's it must be it's hard to to rally and uh, truth be told and i've never swam in training as fast as I have in competition. Now, is that because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I need people's tears to push me forward. Well, I would argue that, you know, being in front of 17,000 people as we were in the, in the, in Atlanta and, uh, you know, those were, they were all cheering for our team. And, um, that that really helps. What is it goes a long way. Yeah, we're talking with Gregory Burns, a gold medal Paralympian, also professional painter, and um, and and that has been much talked about during this Olympics. The lack of mm. anybody in the stands to cheer people on, and 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 despite the fact that there haven't been, at least in the in the first round of the Olympics, a lot of records have been made, and a lot of you know amazing performances have taken place. Yeah. Is there an argument to be made that well maybe you know. But maybe it's not as important to have all those people in the stands based on the results that we've seen uh, in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, in fact, some of the sports are better without people in stands. I mean, I'm not going to go into, you know, guessing which ones they are. So some people are probably doing better uh, shooting. You know, yeah. maybe you really need to concentrate. You know, that's kind of stuff. Maybe at the same time, remember, that has been five years. These people have <laughs> have a pent up world to prove. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think getting out there and finally getting out there and that I would say that that's driving it far more than with or without, you know, getting over the 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 lack of, of, of audiences. I think just people, as I, you know, 
we got here. We made it. It's you know, it's it's like with anything. If you've been denied something and and almost denied something until the end, and now they're having their shot at it. I yeah. think everything within that human being is coming to the fore right now to say, okay, this is my moment, and I'm here. Let's do it. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Greg. I mean, and it's one that has been raised by athletes at the recently concluded games that you you can't apply a one size fits all mentality when it comes no. to crowds because the shooters frequently perform in front of nobody. Mm. They said that. It's literally right. not a spectator right. sport. You can't see the target. Right. It's too far away. It's a tiny hole in a, you know, so they, it doesn't make any difference. I suppose, Greg, for the, the more blue ribbon sports, the track and field, the swimming, that's where the crowd yeah. really comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and people play on the crowd and it's, it's great. I mean, uh, it, it is what the Olympics has been about tradition. I mean, mm-hmm. not just the, that, but that is such a huge part of, you know, participation, audience participation, and just, uh, you know, the opening ceremonies, the closing ceremonies, uh, two of the, you know, the favorite moments in my life were mm-hmm. those opening and closing ceremonies. And especially the closing in Atlanta, you know, being, there with you know Carly Simon playing singing and my brother and my wife and my family there and you know the team it just you know and it was such a joy such a joy yeah hey um Gregory the other issue that's really come up in this Olympics and I want to talk about your artwork in just a moment but the other issue that's come up has been mental health you know Naomi Osaka was talking about it in the lead up to and during the Olympics and uh, Simone Biles of course uh, famously uh, dropped out uh, you know and and was talking a great deal about mental health Uh, talk to us from your perspective about that is this uh, how real are, are these pressures on athletes and how should we be talking about athletes mental health as we go forward it's very real it's totally real especially at those levels you know when you're when you're standing in front of the world you know representing a country or whatever i, mm. I can't imagine what it is on simone Biles. and so it's real and the thing about hers what she called twisties and and being unsure of where she is in the air you know if, if simone Biles was a ping pong player and you know uh, i'm gonna get hit in the hit in the head with a ping pong ball you know you could argue that okay you can still yeah, but when you're flying through the air at 30 miles an hour, 30 feet above the ground, and you could you could become a quadriplegic and become a Paralympian uh, in your next event. I mean, you've got to really realize there's a safety issue for some of these people, big time. And so, if you're not on your game, and you you've got the guts, as she did, and Naomi as well, to say, "Hey, I'm going to step away. Um, my mental health is." is imperative. I, I, I totally support that. I think, I think w- w- one thing I'm a, I'm a little concerned about is the jargon and the, the, the words we're starting, you know, some, I heard somebody said, you know, uh, so Simone Boss has a mental health issue. I, I guess that's the wordage we've got to use, right? Mm. I mean, not have to, but that, w- what, that's what we've come up with. But, you know, it's not like she has a mental disability because then she would be in the Special Olympics. I mean, that's in <laughs> fact how we, the, the Special yeah. Olympics are. They're, they're people with mental disabilities or mental challenges. So, so my concern now, I would like us to find a better nomenclature for this. Uh, what does it mean when you're, you know, when, when you're, 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 you want to take care of your mental health, but you're not call- like to, back to Anita and your your last guest on the show. How do we destigmatize the idea that hey, I'm having a bad day, week, month, or year, um, and I you know I, I don't want to be 
lumped into this group of people that have, you know, these ch- mental challenges. I don't want to be called someone with a mental challenge. So, so mm-hmm. I just think that's, we need to be, I think, sensitive and tricky on how do we define this? And what do we say when people like Simone Biles or, or anybody or me or you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, right now it's not working for me and I, I need some help and I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, Michael Phelps in the movie, uh, the weight of gold by HBO five, uh, 50 minute, I totally recommend this for any any listeners. This is the uh, Weight of Gold uh, movie documentary really, and that Michael Phelps talks through, and they talk about a dozen athletes who basically had the same issues that Michael Phelps and Simone Biles have, which is you know they you get to the top of your game and like wow what now what you're mm. you're 15 seconds on the stage podium and then you step away and now where do you go and you go to the gym first thing morning after the after the Olympics or Paralympics it's like. You look at the hill, it's four years away, and you know that what you have to do to get there. It's like, man, you know, so just there are such challenges that athletes and, you know, these super athletes, for sure, but all athletes have, you know, daily to, to keep themselves motivated, keep themselves going, which I think applies to business people and everybody, you know, has these um you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is it? Where's the return on investment? I, I bang my head against the wall. I was writing in my on a painting the other day in my studio. In fact, I've, I've just finished a, a studio, working on a painting called The Lost Year with the silver lining. I mean, that's the name of my painting. And, and it's this idea that, you know, why, why do we do what we do? Where's the return on investment? And, um, you know, because these athletes oftentimes never see the light of day. They don't, it's the three that get on the podium, yeah. right? First, second, third. What about fourth place? I mean, I, I'm an expert on fourth place, man. I've got three of them, you know. So who, 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 who where's the fourth place? You had ever, ever heard of any of us? You know, but anyway, I digress. But that's, um, yeah, there's the nomenclature, I think. The, the way we talk about it is important. Well, you mentioned your art there, and we will get to that very briefly. Uh, but I just want to ask quickly, we've got 10 athletes going to the Games to sing, from Singapore. 10 Singaporean athletes yeah. are taking part in the Paralympic Games. Four of them are making their debut. I'm not sure if you know who they are, but what would your advice be to those 10 Singaporeans about to represent the country at the Paralympics? You know, unfortunately or fortunately for them, the way the games are this time is there are less distractions. So my first thing is stay focused and go and do what you went there to do. Don't get sidetracked before your event is over. Once it's over, let all things loose and run and play and hide and, you know, use all those condoms or whatever. But uh, there's a there's a place for, you know, staying focused as you're there. And um, and unfortunately, Tokyo is not a lot of, I mean, you, you're going to have the village and your venue and maybe practice. That's it. So so that's a, a positive thing in a way, less distractions. And um, so that's my, just get it done. Why you went there, stay the course, you know, don't lose it in the last 15 seconds because, you know, you've got food poisoning because you went to a, a hawker, a market in the street. Again, that's not going to happen. But so keep, you know, yeah. keep it, stay focused. That's my, really my, my, my. So, so hey, get Greg. it done and then get it done with the condoms seems to be his <laughs> advice. That, I, 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 I didn't say it that quite that way, but that's actually, yes, good point. Yes. 
Uh, Greg, in our remaining minutes, uh, just talk to us real quickly about the art. You are one of very few artists who is uh, being honored by having your artwork shown at the uh, at the Olympics this year. First of all, tell us where exactly it's being shown and, and what, what's okay. going on with that. We just have a few minutes left, I'm sorry to say. I was fortunate enough to be chosen as one of the uh, artists for the uh, what's called the Olympic Agora. You know, the Olympics have these uh, Olympiad, cultural Olympiads where they bring arts and cultures into the Olympic venue. So uh, there are five Olympians and one Paralympian myself. We were commissioned to do about 40-odd uh, artworks. Mine were, uh, I'm, all the artworks are four and a half foot wide by ten foot uh, I'm sorry, four and a half foot high by 10 foot wide. And they're in one of the subways, sub, well, walkway areas right ne- in the center of Tokyo right now. It's called the Olympic Agora. And I was so excited that, you know, this year I didn't get to Tokyo physically, but my paintings uh, mm. preceded me. And so it's, uh, there's a lot online, if, any, if your listeners are interested. The Olympic Agora, I had six paintings, all Olympic-charged, uh, weightlifters, uh, swimmers, uh, people on the podium, runners, uh, hurdlers. So it's been um, – I, I was just so tickled that, um, that my, my artwork could be featured in, in the Agora. Uh, you know, my, my days competing are, are behind me, but my years of uh, exhibiting are certainly ahead of me as well. So I'm very excited about that. And, and if people are interested, they can see, uh, see it online, and I can put some links up as well, or you have some links there we can I have share, some in there, share with but, people. Yeah, I have some in there, but do put the Olympic Agora link in there for people to have a look at that. Yeah, wonderful. Okay. And, uh, yeah, if you could put all the links in, that would be absolutely fantastic. I, I'm fascinated by your advice on that, Greg. If you could sum it up for our athletes and their families who may be listening, what about the families back home? What would your advice be for them? The families watch uh, – well, they can't course, attend, so they've got to watch them yeah, home. Yeah, they can't go. They're going to watch from home. And just, you know, stay, stay in touch on uh, – through on on WhatsApp or phone or whatever, you know, just keep encouraging them and reminding them, you know, stay focused, do what you do, you know, do what you went there to do, and uh, we love you, we we support you, um, and that's what families do. That's there. That's critical as well. So that that's a big piece of of everybody because those athletes are competing for their family and their country and themselves. So it's a uh, it's great to have that support. Yeah. Hey, uh, Greg, how do people get in touch with you? You do a lot of work with corporates. Uh, great. You know, you bring yeah. art, art jams in the corporate environment and, and have been doing that for years. How do people get in touch with you if they want to get more yeah. information? Uh, here in Singapore, just call me. It's 93739473. <laughs> but uh, you can go to my website. Was that an ad? Uh, but, but you can go to my website, which is a very simple, you know, w.gregoryburns, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-B-U-R-N-S.com, or just email me at gregory at gregoryburns.com. Hey, Greg, thanks so much. Gregory we'll Burns, that. Paralympian, Pleasure. gold medalist. Great to have you with us Thank today. You. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.